Hey, Denver, it's Bree. This weekend on CityCast Denver, we've got another local podcast recommendation for you. And back with me is our local podcast expert, Barry. She runs Podcasts in Color, the largest database of podcasts produced by people of color in the world. And she's got a local podcast to tell you about. Thank you, Bree. Nice to talk to you again. Good to talk to you in person. I mean, in Zoom person. Yes, in the talk about podcasts, my favorite subject. So, <laughs> your favorite subject. So, tell me, what is the podcast um, we're about to hear? This is Escaping Denver. Um, it's a fiction podcast based in what we believe to be Denver, um, Denver International Airport, and you know the hoodoo that surrounds the airport and all the levels below the airport and are there aliens or things like that. So this podcast kind of plays on what's happening under Denver International Airport um, and what if it was its own world controlled by other beings. Um, and that's what it's getting into as far as I can see as the episodes are going. And I think I like this because it's, I like to hear about other worlds or like people building worlds, especially within audio. And this does it so well. Like I would say I put it on the first episode and it kind of just went along and it like pulled me in like five minutes in. I don't remember what happened, but like whatever I was looking at on my phone, it pulled me back to the podcast and I was like, oh, it got me. So <laughs> You know, if you can be distracted back from your phone, that it's a good show. Yeah, it's like, wait, what did they say? <laughs> okay, so if someone is listening to this and are, is hearing this for the first time, it's something that's kind of well known at this point. But DIA, Denver International Airport, is known for conspiracy theories that surround its building, its art, its placement in the state, the supposed underground something or other that might be happening underneath it but we don't <laughs> but of course we we don't know I guess that's what makes this this fictional version of this podcast really fun probably yes and I can say it's, as soon as I understood I don't always read what the podcast is about before I listen to a podcast I'm trying to give it like a code open and let it do what it's supposed to do um and as soon as it like brought up Denver International Airport I that might have been what pulled me in like it, it was so funny to me because I'm like, because I'm from Denver and I travel a lot. Like that's one of the things people ask about is like, oh, the airport. Do you think there's something under there? What do you think about all that? <laughs> so yeah. Well, and recently, and I, I, I say recently, and now I'm trying to remember the last time I was at the airport, but I know at some point in the last couple of years, the airport has played on this idea with um, marketing within the airport around construction and stuff. It's like, they kind of play up the conspiracy theory idea, which I think is interesting. That's probably the funnest part of the construction. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a fun part of construction when you're at the airport, a natural place where we're just stressed out. <laughs> yes. So So they really they really hooked you. Yes, they've hooked me. I like that they built a world. I'm very much around like how do you include things so people know what that sound is and how do you, you know, do things so people understand what's going on when they're only hearing sounds and that sound could mean different things to different people. Um, and they do really well with the sound. Like as I'm listening to the, I think that's probably what really second episode, third episode, I was like, this sound is so good. They get it. Like, I don't feel like it's not supposed to be where it is. It feels like I'm listening to somebody in a room, not that somebody put this together on audio to sound like people are acting, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So you are recommending Escaping Denver. Yes. Awesome. Barry, thanks so much for joining me. I always enjoy talking to you. No problem. I love talking podcasting. Escaping Denver. 
Episode 1, The Receipt. struggled with this part. Because if I was you and I heard it on a podcast, I wouldn't believe it either. I can't even start at the beginning because I have no idea where this story starts. All I know is where I came into it. 12 days ago. I received these voice messages that made no sense. Thought it was a joke or a prank call or something. But it wasn't just one call from some unknown number. It's It's been a lot of calls. A lot of messages. None of which were funny. At what point do you have to start taking them seriously? Seven and a half years. No patch, no gum, no vape sticks or whatever they're called. Get a bunch of voice messages and boom, back to smoking. Twelve days ago, I received these voice messages. Hours of voice messages from two phone numbers, not jokey, ha-ha messages, but stuff that made me uncomfortable to listen to. Of course, I took it to the police, who were of no help. Must have thought I was out of my mind, said it was a prank or a scam, and that neither of the numbers that sent me any messages were even assigned. But then how did I get them? Why did I get them? This is all just a little too much for me. I'm more than a little freaked out here, so I'm not going to reveal my name just yet. In the meantime, you can call me the narrator, because I suppose that's what I'm doing. I need your help. I need your help figuring all this out, because it's too much for one person. It's unfair to dump all of this on a guy. I'm not designed for this level of stress. And that's what brings us here, this audio water cooler of a podcast, where I'm hoping we can whisper about what we think happened, what we think's happening. So I don't have to do this alone. Well, I can't imagine a podcast is the best way to get this story out. It's what Noah would have done, so it feels appropriate. Who's Noah? Well, he's one of the reasons I'm in this mess to begin with. His message was the first one I got. Here, have a listen. I hope whoever gets this can help me. I don't know how or why, but I have been kidnapped. Where do I even begin? It's all so foggy. I'm in this concrete cell-type room that looks more bunker than torture chamber. I think I'm underground because of the Soviet-era fan bringing in stale air. Just a guess, though. I just woke up here, on a bed, in this cell. And I screamed and shouted and banged on the door, but that got me nowhere. They, whoever put me in here, Left me my cell phone and my wallet. No reception, but I'm hoping to send these messages out once I get some. I don't know how I got here, but this doesn't feel like a mistake or even random. There's this metallic smell, taste, even in the air that makes me think hospital or a lab. They must have taken us for... Damn it, us. I'm not alone. There's this girl, a woman, on the other side of the glass. The cell has three concrete walls and then this fourth, clear, thick-ass plastic one. Three walls concrete, 
a metal door that looks like it belongs on a submarine and the clear wall. That's the cell. Anyways, and a bed. Anyways, there's a woman on the other side who's asleep. At least I'm hoping she's asleep. Hey! Hello? Wake up! Hey! Tall, non-fat macchiato to go? Crickets. But she is breathing, though, which was relief. I don't know what else to say. I'm scared. I'm alone, but maybe not alone if the woman wakes up. I hope these messages make it out. I, I have to believe that's possible. The messages will get out, you'll hear them, help will come. But first, the messages have to get out, and for that to happen, I need out of this room. And that was Noah. From what I can tell, that was message one. Doesn't sound like a prank, does it? As I'm getting these messages, I'm going to attempt to, I don't know, reconstruct what happened. Nothing was timestamped, so this might not be in the right order, but I think I've put it in the order that makes the most sense. If you think different, please let me know. But for now, for now, we're going to go with this. Let's go through what I remember. I'm at Liberty, catching a flight. I was supposed to visit my sister up in Canada. I remember lining up for... Hold on. Hold on. I think the woman's waking up. Hey! Hey! She's up. She's scared shitless, of course, but she is awake. I'm not alone. It's like I already forgot how scared I was. Em. I'll give her some time. Hey, oh, this is pointless. I don't have reception. If you're hearing this, please, please help. I've been taken against my will and I really want to go home. I'm in this, like, room, concrete room. There were no windows and the door won't budge. I'm trapped. There's another guy on the other side of the glass wall who says he's been taken too, but I don't know. This could all be part of his twisted game. It's all so messed up. I don't get it. Why? She's in the screaming phase. Believe it or not, I did the same thing. Tore my knuckle up in the process. The door's a real son of a bitch. The kind of door that makes you feel like you're inside a vault. Done already. She seems nice enough, considering. Told her my idea about the voice memos, but I don't think she heard a word I said. You okay? And there's the middle finger. I'm gonna give her a hot minute to take it in. Where was I? Newark. Yeah, Liberty. So I got to the airport, checked my bag. Nothing out of the ordinary. I remember getting in line at security behind a family, or at least a mom and some kids. Was there a dad? The kids had their own tiny rolling suitcases. Then, nothing. Blank. No other memories until I wake up here in this nightmare. His name's Noah. The guy on the other side of the glass. He's tall, has glasses, I still don't know. The back of his hands are all cut up. Did that happen when they took him? 
Did I do that when he took me? How can I trust him? How do I know anything? He could be dangerous. Last thing I remember, last thing I remember. Problem is, there's like this wall of fuzzy that I have to get through. Like it's on the tip of my tongue, but like the tip of my brain. I remember mom dropping me off a pulliam for my connector to Phoenix. I was heading to Oregon, Portland specifically. Doubt that matters, I didn't get that. So that's the kind of thing I've been getting on my phone and what I took to the police. Not that it helped. So I looked it up. Liberty's in Newark, which is in Jersey. So what do a guy from Newark, New Jersey and a girl from Phoenix, Arizona have in common? The airports. Both of their last memories are in airports. So I went over potential flight routes and if she was headed to Oregon and Noah to Canada, vague, then maybe they both could have been headed to Seattle maybe? It's only like a three-hour drive from Seattle to Portland, and even shorter if you want to head up into Canada. Or maybe Noah was just supposed to lay over in Seattle? I don't know. They started in different places, but have clearly ended up in one, so did their paths cross? Or were they taken from airports? And why? These are just some of the questions I have after these first few messages. I'll play the rest now. Doors unlocked. I think. I haven't tested or anything. Sarah says hers made the same sound. Oh, yeah, the, the mystery woman is Sarah from Flagstaff. Anyways, we think our doors got unlocked. Don't know why yet, but I'm not stupid enough to open it. Nothing. It's been 20 minutes and nothing's happened. This is worse than when I knew it was locked. Well... I think I gotta open it. Or at least try. I'm gonna open the door! No, don't do it. I'm gonna do it. Don't! I think we should. No. I'm gonna go for it. opened his door. I can't see what he's looking at. What does it look like? What? I know I'm not supposed to edit these things down for transparency or whatever, but I had to edit out hours of silence to piece this together for you. Noah and Sarah are like wildlife photographers, recording everything on the off chance that something happens which was the case with Sarah, who just sat there and watched Noah for a full three minutes of silence before shutting off the recording. Noah's a better documentarian, from what I can tell. He usually keeps talking. It's a hallway. I'm outside my cell, in a hallway, and it's dark as hell. I'm trying to let my eyes adjust from the lights in my cell. So, I'm in this hallway, or tunnel. It's only lit by these blinking red lights. Floors are smooth, I guess polished concrete or stone. Walls look like they were carved out, like what you'd see in a mine or a cave. 
And there are these holes in the walls. Not much bigger than a basketball. Other than that, a straight shot for as far as I can see. Which isn't very far because the lighting is really bad. It almost feels like a video game. Which is a theory I haven't fully ruled out at this point. We're not in someone's back shed. It's too sophisticated. This must be something else. I'm no idiot. I'm sure we were taken for a reason. What that reason is, I haven't the foggiest. But there has to be a reason. This is too elaborate for, for it to be about some creep getting his rocks off. We weren't just taken. We were chosen. crazy is that I can't see Sarah's door. Uh, she must have her own hallway. He's gone. No one left down the hallway outside his door. Said he couldn't even see my door, but that he'd find me. Doesn't make sense. The doors are like 10 feet apart. What would be the point of parallel hallways? I don't know. I just want to go home. I just want to go home. and I'm going to. Dogs! There's a dog outside my door. I thought we were underground, but who knows anymore because there's a fucking dog outside my door. Hear that? Wind. Must mean there's a way out. If there wasn't, the air would be still and stale. I guess. I mostly just logicked that together, but it makes sense, right? I was wrong before, by the way. Not just a straight hallway. There are hallways that branch off of it, which I guess sounds normal, but it isn't. It feels too chaotic. Like a maze. Hallways jut out and, and join back in at weird intervals, and at times it feels like we've hit a dead end. Which brings me back to the whole why were we taking thing and how maybe this is some sort of test like it's a race to freedom against Sarah for some reason what if I find Sarah first and we exit together what then what then and how I'm a genius a map a map is how you beat a maze and while I don't technically have a map I can make one. These testers, as I've decided to call them, these, these testers left me with my wallet, and inside there's a receipt. With the help of a coin, I can trace out a pretty crude map. So far of what I've explored, I haven't found either Sarah or the exit, but when I do, the map will be useful. That shit suck Noah is in on it. Must be. I can't see your door, Sarah. Mine's just a safe hallway, Sarah. Open your door and get eaten by a giant dog, Sarah. I'm so stupid. I trusted him. I do this. I trust morons and am always surprised when it comes around and bites me in the ass. This time, almost literally. Now I can't leave. But I have to. What's better, to leave and face likely death? Or to stay put and face likely death? This is what happens when I try to leave flags. What the hell 
hell is that? I don't know if you heard it, but I've been hearing it on and off for a while. Like, something is following me. Thought I saw something at the corner of my eye, but might just be my eyes. Stupid red light. There's definitely something down here with me. But I think I just found the way out. So there are animals down there. Sarah said there were dogs outside her door and it looks like something is tracking Noah. Maybe the same thing. Well, something is clearly running around down there. And this is where I begin to believe Noah. Like this is some, I don't know, like gladiator shit or a game. Is that what this is? Game show for billionaires or something? Bad movies have used that plot over and over. Maybe there's some truth to it. So that means that Noah and Sarah would have to be being watched. Their every move for whatever this is, test, torture, modern day Coliseum, whatever, they'd, they'd be watching them closely. So I've decided to live. The other option was a little far from ideal. So I'm gonna try to, you know, live. <laughs> These assholes you took me clearly haven't been locked up themselves because if they had, they'd know that I shouldn't be able to take apart my bed. And just like that, the playing field has been leveled between me and my ferocious friend. Would you have taken apart your bed to use as a weapon? I don't think I would have thought of it. There's something there that's telling him. I don't know what, but I'm guessing Sarah has a darker past than I would have thought. There is something down here with me. Lots of something. I just saw this like, wait. I saw this pack of them in the distance. They saw me, so I'm lucky I found the ladder when I did. Climbed right up. More than 20 feet up and I'm still not at the top. Oh, what do I do? What if, what if they were supposed to drive me up this ladder? What's waiting for me up there? No, 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 no. <laughs> Two things. One, someone just called those creatures away. Confirmation that someone is playing with me. And two, those creatures didn't see me before, couldn't have, because they didn't have eyes. What am I involved in? Haven't done it yet. Even if it's trying to kill me, I don't know if I can kill a dog. I don't want to be remembered as a dog killer. I don't know how I want to be remembered. I don't want to have to be remembered at all, to be honest. I just want to get out of this stupid nightmare. Screw it. Oh wait, they went to a lot of trouble to get me here and I doubt it was to watch me starve. When they come in, I'll bash them in the head. They're my captors after all, and I don't mind being remembered for that. I wasn't gonna wait for them to return. Where the dog things came from, 
it looks like a stretch of straight hallway, like, like the one outside my cell. I know my map isn't perfect, but if the hallway stays straight, Sarah's cell should be at the end of it. In theory. And I just might have been correct. Except... Shit. There's no handle on the outside. No knobs, nothing. I didn't take the time to look at my own door. But I think it has to be open from the inside. Sarah! You still in there? Sarah! It's no use. She's not coming. She must have left already. Something is out there. It sounds so angry. Sarah! And I think it just said Sarah. That's it. I'm done being scared. I'm gonna open the door and kill a dog. Get ready, Fido. You're gonna get... Ah! Ah! Son of a bitch! No! You broke my goddamn head! So, things have calmed down. Yes, Sarah inadvertently broke my hand, which is especially poorly timed as our way out involves a huge ladder. I said I was sorry. Still broken. But I have a map back to it, so all is not lost. You have a receipt. It's not just a receipt. It's... It's a receipt for... Wait, what? Ooh, dramatic pause. No, it, it's not that. It's just... The receipt is from today. So? From the Denver airport. Did you just say Denver? I started in Flagstaff. Flagstaff, Australia? Flagstaff, Arizona. Well, I started in Newark. How the hell did we end up in Denver? How the hell did they end up in Denver? It's nowhere near New Jersey or Arizona. It's crazy. This was a lot for us to start with, but a fitting place for us to end, I'm thinking. No and Sarah back together, albeit with a broken hand, and Sarah has a weapon with the skills to use it, apparently. Still don't know a world about these two, but, but I believe them. Thank you to Curious Cast for helping us get these messages out, and tune in again for another episode of Escaping Denver. <laughs>